we tend to not talk so much about design, but indeed certain organisms have certain adaptations which confer certain advantages in certain environments and they are you know, selected naturally um, and to improve indeed fitness um, uh, or can improve fitness. You know, the, those adaptations, okay, so let's talk about locomotion, which is something I know. You know, we talk about adaptations for sand swimming. Let's say something we've spent a lot of time on, or adaptations for uh, movement uh, across the surface of sand. And often the problem is we would like to we'd like to know whether whether organisms uh, have evolved certain features like long bodies or short limbs or interesting pointy shaped heads. Um, and we can speculate on that, but, but typically, at least in pterodynamic environments, environments like sand and leaf litter and, and tree bark and grass and these sorts of things, we haven't had kind of models environmental interaction models, theoretical models of the organism incorporating important aspects of morphology and control to, to test those hypotheses, right? I say, well, I speculate, I hypothesize that the sandfish's uh, wedge-shaped snout allows it to um, control its descent into a granular medium, in addition to uh, uh, not allowing sand to get into its jaw. It has a, a pronounced overbite. Um, how do I test that? Well, <clears throat> if I don't have a model of the environment, or I don't have a model of how the soft body of the lizard couples to the sand, or, then it's hard to put some meat to that statement. The nice thing about robots, and like I say, like I mentioned, mentioned since I'm a physicist, we, we call what we're doing robophysics. It's sort of the physical modeling aspect. We don't have an environmental model. We can take a robot we can design now with 3D printing, it's relatively easy, heads of different shapes and, and motors which can control that to test hypotheses about that function, that presumed adaptation. So that's kind of the physics approach, the biology slash physics or the physics of living systems or what we're now calling, I'm calling living systems physics approach. Um, <clears throat> and then the hope is that that can uh, couple into work that engineers are doing to help them better design uh, devices that can actually credibly move in those environments. So my point is that, that indeed we can speculate on adaptation and increases of fitness via various bits of morphology and control. But until we have models to test this stuff and then to vary parameters, oh, what if the sandfish had a 30 degree wedge head or a 45 degree? We, we, we don't know. And we're we're starting in certain areas, at least pterodynamically, to get those. Folks have been doing this very well in aquatic and aerodynamic and hydrodynamic environments, um, to the point that people can design quite good uh, fish-like robots and, and, and starting even kind of more flapping-like robots to, to test such hypotheses. And we're starting to get there with pterodynamic environments too. And hopefully that'll inspire some nice robots.